Well, welcome to another episode of the Words for Change podcast. I am your host, Lionel, and we have a special treat today. We are joined by the highly esteemed guest, Mr. Junaid Hamid. Junaid Hamid is a brilliant mind behind the home studio mastery. He's an innovator when it comes to podcasting, uh, speaking, content creation, creating home studios from lighting, equipment, layout. He covers it all. But not only does Junaid help us with creating videos and generating content that strikes with our audience, but he's, he's a celebrated speaker within the content creation world. He is a mastermind in this area. He's also the author of Master the iPhone Video Production and a seasoned host for the fantastic Hacks and Hobbies podcast. For more than two decades, he has been crafting video production and design in so many fields. And we are excited to have his specialty and have his expertise and have for him to share what he knows about these topics. But more important, and why we're having this conversation with the Words for Change podcast is because Junaid is a dedicated Muslim. He practices uh, the faith of Islam. He has been doing that for his entire life. And I asked Junaid to come on the podcast and have this conversation with me. As a Christian minister and leader, I'm interested in finding people who may believe a little bit different, but try to find commonalities so that we can move toward making the world a better place. And I think he is the absolute awesome candidate for this mission. And so I want you to buckle your seats, grab your favorite drink of coffee, and we're going to dive forward into this conversation with Junaid. You will learn a lot by listening to Junaid. And if you are a Christian listening to this, you will find that we have a lot in common with our Islamic brothers and sisters. So once again, I want to introduce you to the wonderful maestro himself, Mr. Junaid Hamid. Welcome to the Words for Change podcast. Well, what's going on, everyone, on the Words for Change podcast? This is your man, Lionel. I am super excited that we have an opportunity to interview a mainstay when it comes to podcasting, studio uh, development, as well as hacks and hobbies. We got a special guest today. Janet Hamid is here today to talk to us about a topic that I don't know if he talks about it a lot, but you know what <laughs> our, our podcast is all about spiritual growth, personal growth, leading to social change. So, Janae, how you doing today, my brother? Hey, Lionel, thank you so much for bringing me on. I am st- I'm doing really well and I'm really honored and excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So, Janae, I, I know that uh, you, you do a lot, uh, uh, you know, uh, just so our audience can get a better understanding of exactly what you do. Junaid is, is a uh, professional when it comes to podcast studio development, build out. Uh, one of his uh, 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 hobbies, well, I shouldn't say hobbies, but one of the things that he does is his uh, hacks and hobbies. He does blog posts. Um, we're gonna, we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll show you guys some of his sites and all the things that he does. He does coaching uh, as well as helping helping people to, you know, become not camera shy. And so uh, uh, he's definitely had a huge impact. He's done well over. How many podcast episodes have you done? We just released 537 or we'll be releasing very soon. Yeah. So 
537, around 400 some episodes. Awesome. Awesome. So Junaid is, is, you know, he's been doing podcasting way before a, long, a, a lot of us even thought about podcasting. But for our conversation today, Junaid, we're going to talk about a topic that you maybe you don't get a chance to talk about very, very often. And that topic is around uh, spirituality and uh, personal growth. So when I first approached you about this, you know, I was like, hey, I, I would love to to have this conversation with you because a lot of people that I talk to, um, they don't really, you know, at least our audience, mm-hmm. we, we never really talk about Islam. We don't talk about, yeah. uh, you know, understanding spirituality from that perspective which I think is a viable way for us to think about how we can, I don't want to say integrate, but find similarities and differences yeah. uh, in those faith group and traditions and practices, because Islam is by far one is an Abrahamic religion, but it's one of the major, mm-hmm. uh, one of the major uh, religious uh, 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 organizations and practices and throughout, not only throughout history, but in the mm-hmm. world. And global alliance, north and south, east and west, that can assure a more fruitful life for all mankind. Will you join in that historic effort? So yeah. let's talk a little bit about, you know, how did you, um, um, where did you grow up? What, what's mm-hmm. your experience with Islam? Like, you know, because many people can have a faith. I grew up as not I grew up as a Christian, but I found okay. my faith in that being practicing it as mm-hmm. a kid. But talk about was that kind of your experience that you uh, was it an easy get into you? Was it kind of like, oh, man, I, I had questions and doubts about this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. help us understand, like, what are the similarities there for you? Absolutely. So thank you so much for that question. I mean, I don't talk to it. Don't talk about it a whole lot on the public front, but people who are aware and, you know, talk to me in private or, you know, in other circles know where I stand in uh, in my religion and whatnot. So I actually was born into Islam, was born in uh, Karachi in Pakistan. And I, you know, my, my parents, my uncles, and everybody's Muslim, you know, would come from a Muslim country. In fact, the reason Pakistan was created from the uh, subcontinent was to have a place for the Muslims to live in, to be part of India. So anyways, grew up in Pakistan, learning about the history. Then what I think when I was around six or seven, we moved to Saudi Arabia, which is, again, another Islamic country. Uh, people from all over the world go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, for pilgrimage, they go to Medina, which is the uh, burial place of our Prophet Muhammad, mm. so that is a little bit of, of where I grew up in. Very, uh, my my parents, my dad is very um, practicing Muslim. We, you know, we would go for the five times of, of the prayer every single day, and he would say, "No, we have to go," and then we would walk down the street in Saudi Arabia mm. where I was growing up. And it was it was really it was really comforting because the knowledge that I gained from watching my parents and, and learning about it myself in school and at home, it built that strong moral compass inside of me. Tell us a little bit about for 
most of my audience, I'm assuming most of my audience, uh, may, they're absolutely familiar with Islam, meaning like the commercialized <laughs> views of Islam, right? Sure. But, but the, you know, what I, what I like as a, as a practicing theologian myself, I always like to talk to people about we have a lot more in common than mm-hmm. we have in differences. Amen. But for some reason, you know, it always get politicized in, a, in very, very different ways. So what I want yeah. people to understand is, you know, talk about what what are some of the a few of the uh, uh, foundational principles that you stand on in Islam. Now, before you say that, I will say that I read a few of your blogs, pretty awesome mm-hmm. stuff. I was really, really interested in that, man, because, you know, as you said, like. Your what you do is really on the technical side about you know mm-hmm. technology and 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 rarely you know um, would I would would I've even approached you about something like or you or anyone who wasn't maybe a, a clergy or a priest or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Sure. One of my friends is a is a mom. And uh, I'm a chaplain, so uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Navy as well. But one of my friends is yeah. an imam, and we mm-hmm. talk all the time. He's from the Congo. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, we try to find differences, I mean, similarities, and we talk about similarities. similarities. Yeah. So I'm really interested for our audience. They need to know, like, there is a spiritual growth development process that um, – those who practice this Islamic faith hold very, very dear. And mm-hmm. what I found, Janae, is that, man, it almost sounds like the exact same thing uh, in my faith tradition, which is Christianity, mm-hmm. but just worded differently. But the, yeah. but the goal is exactly the same. So can you talk about maybe some spiritual growth, like, you know, mm-hmm. what are the ethical values that you hold dear Islam and why that's important. Absolutely. So like I mentioned earlier, having that concept of being able to help others before you help ourselves. Mm. And that's what makes us as service, you know, service focused leaders. And what that's, that's one of the number one things that is taught in Islam, having care for the people around you. In fact, uh, it like one of the founding principles so besides the five pillars of Islam, which is only there's only one God, right? We believe in that. The next thing is you pray five times a day. The number third one is you uh, you uh, fast for the month of Ramadan. Number four is you pay zakat, which is mm-hmm. charity, not just charity, but it's basically tax for your for the cleanliness of your money. And then the fifth thing is the pilgrimage. So those are the five pillars of Islam. But the one thing that's closer to all of that is to believe that we're here put on earth to do only one thing and one thing alone. And that is to worship God. That's it. And there are many ways that we can worship God Mm. in doing honest to goodness work. That is worshiping God. And being helpful to your neighbors, to the friends and family, that is worshiping God. Like anything that is close to how nature would have wanted, mm. that is worshiping God. So those are some of the things that I I hold really dear to myself. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that, that sounds so, so very, very similar to Christianity, right? Not, not, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I know there are differences because I know my, my audience is like, well, what about this and what about that? Well, <laughs> let's focus on the similarities, right? I think that's yeah. important. One, you said worship God, which is, mm. you know, that's what Christians focus on as well. Mm-hmm. Even though we, we there are some differences there about the one God versus the Trinitarian doctrine within Christianity. Right. And, and Janae, you'd be surprised within Christianity, there's actually a movement called Openness Doctrine or mm-hmm. a Oneness. There's a Oneness Doctrine within Christianity as well yeah. that yeah. that focuses on one God. Um, and and so that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but serving, giving alms, we call it giving alms in Christianity, which which. Yeah. Uh, which is basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about uh, charity, doing charity, right? That's that's very, very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this question: how how important is charity as it relates to your own spiritual growth and development? Like, do you have an is it is it just something that you do, or it is essentially how your faith in Islam is worked out in the world? I think it's a combination because uh, there's a, and this, I wish I had the image up, but there's a chemical in our minds, right? There's dopamine, there's uh, oxytocin, there's all of these uh, reactions that happen in our, in our mind based on the activities that we do and giving to others and helping others and, and, you know, donating and giving charity is a form of helping others. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the triggers to, in, you know, to uh, release oxytocin in our mind, which enables you to, is it oxytocin? I got to look it up. No, but I think it's, quarter, is it cortisol? Well, no, not no, I cortisol think, I think, is, the, is, that's a fear. That's, that's a fear yeah, one. Yeah, it's a fear. It's a stress uh, one. Yeah. Stress hormone, yeah. Right. I, so I think you're right. it releases that chemical in our mind, making us feel good and feel better. And when you feel good and feel better, guess what? You're going to be happier and you mm-hmm. want to help even more people. So I think giving charity and so much so that you, you're almost like reminding yourself that you have the means to support others who don't. I mean, the entire reason we fast 30 days in the month of Ramadan every single year is so we can feel close to people who don't have the means to have a daily meal, mm. right? So that is the entire reason behind fasting. Wow. So expand that even more. You're giving charity to people who don't have the means to get the food, you know, doing donations, uh, giving clothing, giving shoes, giving food. Like all of these meet ways are to enables others so that they can worship and they can uh, have a better life to live and, and not be in poverty. Make me a channel of your peace that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, 
that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by forgetting self that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. You know, for on for Christians, we we consider giving, uh, doing good works, as a sign of compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've never heard it described the way you just described it, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> but tied to scientific side, Christians, when when I when I talk to people in my faith tradition about works of service, compassion, mm-hmm. alms. It's more so so that you can have, you know, treasures in the next life. Is that kind yeah. of some of the reasons for for that in, in your faith Absolutely. tradition as well? No, 100%, because the more you give, the more you're depositing in your bank account for the future, mm-hmm. for the next life, right? So there was a story where... Uh, uh, there was a sacrifice they gave away you know prophet muhammad or i can't remember exactly but the idea was they gave away all this food to the neighbors and they're like if you knew if you just knew what's in the hereafter you would give up every single thing that you kept for yourself Mm. imagine that it's like if you could invest and you could save money away that's going to help you in the next life wouldn't you do that as much as you can it's like you're sowing the seeds for a great harvest in the hereafter it's kind of insane yeah i mean yeah that's 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 uh that's so man you know what this and i I think uh, that that's a great point what i think what separates you know, I'm watching the clock here, Janae. But I, well, I think what <laughs> what separates um, Christianity from that perspective, and when I say Christianity, man, mm-hmm. I mean you got to understand. I don't, I don't speak for all Christians, right? Sure. It's so. It's That's a concept, yeah. Uh, it's a con. It's a concept, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the concept is you should give not for the afterlife, even though there's an implicit. Um, there's an there's an implicit expectation that when yeah. I do this, I am going to I'm kind of kind of storing up, and this is this is what I, I I would love for for people to think about my audience to think about is that you're basically we're basically getting at the same end result. Mm-hmm. The language may be different, it may be difficult, right? Because yeah. if I talk to a Christian, and I say, well, you should do that just because it's the right thing to do. That's what I would say personally. I sure. would say that it's just the right. It's what it call. It's called being a human being, right? Being a decent mm-hmm. human being, mm-hmm. right? Um, but but then they may say, well, yeah, I get that. You know, I'm doing it for this reason. But I'm like, yeah, because if you don't do it, then what's going to happen? And they would say something like what you just said, right? Now that's not a criticism on my part. Right. What I'm simply trying to get people to understand is. There are very, very similar ways of seeing things when it mm-hmm. comes to Islam and Christianity. Yeah. And um, 
I almost said a name that I probably should not say on this. <laughs> I'd get in big trouble if I did that. Uh-huh. But 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 you know there there are some religious leaders in Islam who who talk about the similarities in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how was Christianity presented to you? Let me ask you. That's an honest question, man. <laughs> so so we so in Islam and in the teachings that I've learned. Um, in, in these teachings and, and how the Prophet Muhammad treated other religions, right? We are an open society and everybody is, uh, everybody is um, free to make their own decision mm-hmm. and to have their own options as long right. as they're living peacefully. In fact, in Medina, so mm-hmm. the first, so when the Prophet uh, Muhammad got his appointment, hey, you're the prophet at age 40 plus. For 13 years, they were living in oppression in Mecca. Mm. And then there's people going and leaving Mecca and spreading Islam in other parts of the country, of the world, so much so that after about 13 years, there was a huge community of Muslims in Medina. So they're like, now it's time to migrate. And the story is so revealing. Like it's, it was like, oh my God, if he's still there, they're going to kill him. Mm. But there was, there was so much respect among people. They're like, hey, we're only after this guy and nobody else. So we have very short time. I I would love to tell a story. But what happened is they came to Medina and in Medina, all these people that migrated didn't have anything. No, what I was trying to get to was um, in Medina, the Muslims lived there for about 10 years and it was the largest population of people from different religions. So Jews and Christians, not Christians, but Jews and other religions lived in the same place. Actually, Christianity, yes, too. What am I thinking? Yes, Christians, Jews, and Muslims all, all lived peacefully mm. in this city. So we are very open to other religions and we have that conversation all the time because guess what? We're all following a book that was sent to us through a prophet. Right. Right. So we are all from the Abrahamic tradition or, you know, prophets uh, of the books that was sent to Torah, the, the, the Bible and the Quran, you know, they all are messages and uh, word from God. Mm-hmm. So that's how I believe. And then, right. so we believe that Jesus or Isa salam, is a prophet mm-hmm. to, uh, and a, you know, prophet of God. And um, it's, it's really, I mean, I can go deep, but right, right, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's what we believe about Christianity. We right. don't believe. So one of the things in Islam is that is uh, prohibited or can kick you out of Islam is associating anybody with God. Right, right. Meaning, right, uh, right. there's a surah in the Quran, قُلْهُ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ اللَّهُ صَمَدْ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُلَدْ وَلَمْ يُكُلْ لَهُ كُفُونَ أَحَدْ So it means that uh, one of the ayahs in there says, there is, um, he does not beget and he does not, you know, give birth. So he is one and only, so he doesn't give birth. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, one of the surahs in the Quran, another surah in the Quran, and that goes about the respecting each other 
of their religions is uh, is a similar surah in the same chapter that goes like, kafrun, oh, non-believers, it is okay for you to believe what you believe and for what we believe and what we believe, because in the end, we are all going to answer for what we believe in the hereafter. So it's these are you know these are stories that we read or chapters that we read on a daily basis in the Quran and in our prayers, and it's a grand reminder of where we come from, where we're going to go, and uh, how uh, how to live in this world. Wow, uh, that's great, man. So, man, I wish we had more time, <laughs> but uh, I know, man, you picked a topic that I know a long you, time. It does. We, you know what that means, Junae? We have to do part. Got to come back. That's right. That's exactly what that means. <laughs> All right. So, so just to just to round out, right? There there are a lot of similarities. The language may be mm-hmm, different, absolutely, right? But there are a lot of similarities, and and to be one hundred percent fair. There are some theological differences. There are some major mm-hmm. theological differences between Christianity and Islam as well. So I'm not going to yeah. act like that doesn't exist. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, it's most important, I think, for us to think about how we can fellowship, become uh, light workers in the world, if you will, Amen. with people yeah. who may have very, who may have different perspectives, but at mm-hmm. the same time. We're we're moving toward making the world a better place, and I think that's what Amen. that's what you are about about and what you do, and that's that's definitely what we are about here for uh, Words for Change podcast. Talking a little bit about what you do, uh, yeah. tell us about some of your. I think I have your website coming up here, but there we go. Look at this guy, super genetic. <laughs> what a what a website. What is this uh, <laughs> website about, brother? I see you have blog posts here. Uh, how so cool is I've, that? Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Matt. So I've been uh, writing on this blog uh, for or since uh, 2004, I think, if you go all the way back. So I've I've written a lot of stuff on here, and it's just uh, a place that I go back to every once in a while to teach about what I'm thinking, and you know, just write about what uh, is in my mind and what I believe in. So that's been a blog that I've been running uh, for a very long time, and it it's. It's still not where I want it to be, but you know, it's it's coming together. It's coming together. Uh, yeah, all the here, different look at podcasts, you, here's their podcast. Look been at this, to. man. Yeah, <laughs> gosh, look at it. That's a handsome dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so over five hundred episodes. I can't imagine how many podcasts, uh, how many times you've been a guest. Look at this, man. Whew. And, wow. and I, I still need to go back and update it because I've been on a few uh, lately that I haven't added. So this one's definitely going to go on there, uh, Words of Changes and, and the other ones. And I've also spoken on on other places. This is the podcast site. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's, so it was a really great journey when I got started podcasting, uh, talking to people. Uh, well, it all started with me documenting my my beekeeping journey. And Gary Vaynerchuk just told me, hey, just document your journey. Just document what you're going through and the stories will come. And guess what? Podcasting made me the storyteller that I wasn't. Wow. How cool is that? And then you have another website. Uh, this is your, I think this one is very important, your home studio website. So there you can mm-hmm. see Janaid as well. 
man, he's doing a lot uh, helping people with home studios. And Janet, I'll be honest with you. I try to, uh, you know, people that I talk to, I tell them, hey, you know, pastors and uh, people on that side of mm. uh, creating content that, hey, it's best that you have somebody to help you to do that because it's yeah. going to help you get your message out more. Right. Without all of the uh, the distractions. And so, um, yeah, I, I, man, I, I totally appreciate you coming through and, and sharing with us today. And any last words before you get out of here? <laughs> we got yeah, to do I mean, part two. That's, that's, this is just, we definitely yeah. do got to do part two. In fact, when you were talking about, you know, you're, you're talking to pastors and you're talking to other clerics about having a good setup. I actually work with a local church in uh, Arlington, Virginia, where I help them set up a video feed so that they can do live uh, transform transformations, Zoom calls, virtual meetings. Yeah. And then I've made really good friends with the pastor there, and we talk about different things all the freaking time. So yeah, uh, it's a very strong topic. It's it's I think it's one of the reasons for where I, I got to be. And, you know, having that moral ground, moral compass in your, is, is so, so important because you want to be able to stand your ground in what you believe in and not be easily swayed by uh, all the things that are coming in front of us. And, and you can t totally see that. In in fact, there's videos about new products and new services coming out all the time. But if you understand what you really need, you can go so long with hardware that you purchased five, 10 years ago, like oh. so easily because physics don't change. Physics mm -hmm. don't change, right? It's the right. technology companies are creating new products so that they can continue to grow and continue to bring and, you know, continue to make money. Uh, but as somebody who's creating content, you don't need the best and the latest to uh, create your content and build your following. All right. Well, man, thank you so much for coming. And uh, I, I definitely you, this this conversation deserves another uh, another interview with you. And I am I am so appreciative that you uh, had to spend time with us today in our audience. And I know Absolutely. that they're they're going to start bridging those gaps and connecting with people who are all about making the world a better place. And we do it yeah. through our words and through the words we put out in the world through the content. That's we right. So thank you, Janae. God bless you, man. Yeah. And a God peace be you. upon you and your family. And Take I'm going to close out with everyone, man. But uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Okay?